Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Our Brains Hurt. Be sure to check us out at ourbrainshurt.com and on all social media platforms at Our Brains Hurt. Also, be sure to follow me, Ron, on Twitter at The Caffeine Punk for the latest Our Brains Hurt podcast, Punk Rock Joe Coffee, and Snubbed Records news. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of Our Brains Hurt with Ron and Matt. Thanks for hanging out. So tonight we are talking to Oz. Yeah, uh, some of you guys asked me for more weird and creepy shit, like a uh, creepy little book, Pete. Uh, so here, here we are, and Oz is the knower of lots of things. The great and powerful Oz. The great and powerful Oz is he is he has knowledge of weird things. He is like, the man behind the curtain. Yeah, like I wouldn't. I'll keep be... doing a uh, Wizard of Oz references all night. <laughs> well, I'm drugged up right now because I had massive toothache. Oh, and I took a bunch of uh, I don't know, ibuprofen, but I took like a lot, <laughs> and I put some of that numbing shit on my mouth, and now I'm drinking Angry Orchard hard cider. Oh, baby doesn't like that. So I'm ready to get weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do tonight. We're yeah. gonna get we're gonna get real weird. Uh, we're gonna get Oz in here and. Uh, we're gonna well, we're not gonna get like super weird tonight. Trust me, it's gonna get yeah. weirder. We're gonna start off not <laughs> as weird as it's gonna get. Yeah, this um, is it's gonna ease you in tonight. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about the possibility of the existence of an ancient civilization on the planet Earth that may have been from elsewhere that eventually is what turned into us. Yes. The possibility. There's a lot of theories about it. But yeah, um, I'm super, super, super stoked on the idea that there was like an ancient civilization, an advanced one yeah. that was that was here. Like there's there's a lot of evidence to suggest this now. And there are a lot of mainstream historians and archaeologists and uh, people like that who are starting to uncover things and also really starting to believe in this theory. Right. Yeah, makes... I was reading up on it a little bit. Um, the Silurian hypothesis. <clears throat> that there was an advanced civilization. That there was an advanced, there were advanced beings, you know, and who some knows? 100 million years ago. Yeah, and, and well, I mean, they're, okay, so that is, a, is going way, way far back. Um, God, you know, there could be so many different civilizations. Yeah. I, I'm just getting lost in like 30 million thoughts that are shooting into my head from that one thing right there. But, uh, All right, he's in the room. Hey, what's, what's going on? Man? Hey, what's happening? What's up, man? What's going on, man? What's going on, Ron? How you doing? Good, man. Cool. So, uh, finally, nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. All right, so just give us so you know we we had Pete from Creepy Little Book on like a month or two ago, um, yeah. talking about all sorts of weird and interesting things, and uh, it was popular. So Matt brought you up, and uh, so we decided to you know, have you on, you know, every now and then as kind of like a, you know, get a little crazy and a little weird. Yeah, um, for sure. How did you get into this stuff or what draws you to it? I'd always been in since I was a kid. I was always into like, I would watch the X-Files. It was like uh, one of my favorite uh, shows when I was a kid was uh, Robotech on Tsunami. Um, uh, they played uh, Voltron. They played like a bunch of the old like 1980s, late or early 1990s animes. And um, so I got into some of that really classic stuff, but all of it was kind of focused around alien stuff. My, my dad always watched the X-Files. So I was like really, in, so I was kind of in that growing up and, uh, uh, really into video games kind of, kind of, as I got into being a te- uh, teenager and into young adulthood. Um, but as I was going through school, I was always like, you know, like everybody's trying to struggle what I want, figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. Right. Um, at that point I was, I should probably say I was a little bit more religious, but uh one day that um i was watching like a documentary on the gospel of judas mm-hmm. and that's kind of how this whole thing started because it, it you know they it was like a discovery channel like a documentary yeah. and then you know they how they do the historical reenactments like you know they, this is how it may how how it may have looked 
um, there was a scene where Judas and Jesus are talking together and Jesus talks about the world's beyond this one being boundless. And so I'm like, Hey, that's pretty fucking cool. So I, I got the book and checked it out and read it. It's like, if you've never, if you're not familiar with the, like the, the Gnostic Christianity, like the, that narrative, it's fucking insane. It sounds like this seriously sounds like some sci-fi shit. And depending on who you ask, it might be. And then I kind of got into different ideas about death in the afterlife. So that was like, that was really kind of what started drawing me towards it was like kind of what happens after, because at some point, you know, I mean, it's probably fucking impressing, but at some point this happens to every single one. So I was like, if we're going to, if I think I should try to devote as much time to understanding this as possible, because this is seriously about how people think. Mm-hmm. Like, and for a lot of, for a lot of folks that, that follow the, the Christian worldview and, and, you know, the Abrahamic world these what have you, there's always, they, they think that this is it. And if you don't, you know, if you don't get it right, then it's, you know, eternal damnation. Right. Uh, so it's, it, it kind of evolved from that. And then, Oh God, I was probably, probably in my, like when my, my freshman year at, in community college, I, I had just gotten finished um, playing uh, a sequel to a sick of Saturn game nights. It was a uh, nice on, on the Wii. And uh, I had this random ass thought. It's like, how would an angel of death talk to a prostitute? Like, like, like what, what, how would that conversation? <laughs> yeah. It, it's fucking, it's, it, it was just like, I was like, what, who the fuck thinks about this? And I was like, I, I kind of followed that train of thought. I was like, how would this conversation kind of go? So that that's, and then it led me to the book of Enoch, which is, an, which, which, I, which was a book about, I was more interested in the dialogue between humans and, you know, angels or, you know, other, like otherworldly beings. So that's kind of how that started. But in the book had a lot of, um, had a lot of that. There was like a lot of talk between Enoch and the archangels and things like that, but that's not as, that is not nearly like the, to the extent of craziness that that book goes into. Yeah. That book goes into some really crazy shit and it's kind of hard to understand even at some points. When I went on to college, I ended up creating a degree in myth borrowing from the religion and mythology concentration that was inside the English department. And it kind of led me down this shithole, if you will. I don't even say rabbit hole because anyone more because I, I say shithole because that this is at the end of it. That is seriously what I found, and my people, <laughs> Matt included, will tell you that I have a a un- unusual, uncanny ability to find just the absolute weirdest shit out there in terms of memes and just things in general. I re- I had to get up in front of a college committee and explain why the Book of Enoch like worked. Why, why this? I explained why this this major worked, mm-hmm. and. I, I did a straight faced after a couple of shots of moonshine and <laughs> defend, defended this t- to a college committee. So, and uh, so were you essentially trying to like talk them into believing that the book of Enoch should be like religious canon? Is that basically what you were doing? You were just talking them into a major. Yes. I had, I had to convince yeah. them why this, why this worked as a major. Right. Oh, as, oh, as a, your why major, it's major, major. Yeah. Worthy, gotcha. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> You could do whatever you want, but you had to explain why it worked. People were doing all kinds of weird, uh, cool things, but mine was probably the most unusual. I mean, where, where, where do you guys want to start? Because I've, I've got a lot here. <laughs> all right. So let's, since, uh, you know, I told everybody already in, during the introduction that we're going to talk a little bit about ancient civilizations, but just for people out there who might not know uh, what the book of Enoch is in relation to, you know, Catholicism or Christianity, if you will, uh, explain that. And then, and then try to surmise kind of quickly what the book of Enoch like really is. I know you kind of said it a little bit earlier, but that's too short. It has to be a little bit longer of an explanation. <laughs> that's, that's fine. The, it's a collection of books that would have existed, been in existence around the time informing of the biblical, the biblical canon, the Catholic church closed the canon um, at the end of Jamnia, meaning that they, they were the ones who decided the books that got, were put into the, the Christian Bible as we know it. But at, at, over time, uh, there were books that were omitted. So there were something like 40-something books in circulation when uh, in the New, to the New Testament when they closed the canon. So Enoch was, was one of those books. And we can't, we can't really say how it, the origins of, of how it came, came about. I mean, it, I mean, as, as Pete said, it, it goes back, it dates back to the second century. 
and um, it was still it's still read in Coptic churches. So Coptic is like basically like Egyptian. The there was a copy that was Greek, and it was thought to be uh, written in originally written in Aramaic. But what gave the book credibility was that it was found in Qumran, you know, where the Dead Sea Scrolls, like in the, I want to say it was the 1940s. And there are several references to it in, in the New Testament. You know, the book itself is thought to be expanded commentary on Genesis 6. And the Old Testament, Genesis 6, talks about how the sons of God came to earth. And it's referring to the watchers, you know, the 200 angels who descended from heaven and, you know, decided that they were going to, you know, have sex with human women. And that's how the Nephilim came about. And these, these are the stories that are somewhat told also in the uh, Sumerian cuneiform tablets that some people, you know, believe a, a little bit different of a thing, but same sort of stories. Right. Zachariah Sitchin thinks that the watchers are basically the Anunnaki that are, the stories are from the, um, the Sumerian tablets. Yeah, so b- both of these this is why I wanted to talk about like ancient civilizations, you know, people mm-hmm. coming here possibly, but you know, and becoming us, but coming from elsewhere is because these, all these stories, the book of Enoch, the, you know, Sumerian cuneiform tablets and a whole bunch of other religions have uh, similar stories about the same thing here, which is people or beings coming from elsewhere and either creating us or doing something along those lines, whether it's, one story is genetically creating us. Another story is, uh, like you said, angels, um, you know, essentially mating with humans. Uh, and there's and there's plenty of others and other religions that are, you know, tell kind of the same type of story. Same thing mm-hmm. as like the biblical flood, how all these different religions have different stories of the same flood. It's the same, right. same kind of thing. Right. And the flood itself is, is one of those, it's almost like an archetype inside of, you know, ancient mythologies, because every culture has some, you know, has some reference to a, a massive flow taking place that covered the earth. Right, exactly. Which is which is why I wanted to talk about this, because the same cultures have this other story as well that is told in several different ways, you know, Anunnaki, if you will. Or Right. So the, the way I understood the Anunnaki was in reference to Babylonian mythology and Babylonian religion in terms of how they talk about their, their gods. It was a, it was a collective term to refer to the gods and I'm probably butchering that, but. Um, so the book of Enoch is actually like read in some religions. That's right. Okay. So the book itself is still part, uh, still read in the cut in the, like I said, the Coptic church. Um, and those, those are churches like in, like in uh, Ethiopia. It is still part of the Catholic Bible um, and some of the older ones, uh, but it would be labeled under appendix. First, start off with the Book of the Watchers, which is the, the story that of the Watchers coming coming to Earth and mating with humans, having the Nephilim, and then like all hell breaking loose. And then the <clears throat> the rest of it, it it discusses the archangels take Enoch on like a heavenly journey, so they kind of take him through the, the like the the worlds of the heavens, like that it's forbidden for mortals to see. Um, and the rest of it is kind of like almost written like a uh, fire and brimstone sermon, like like it's kind of like this model this. God doing this monologue about how the how he's going to send you know his chosen one the elect to basically destroy destroy the world and bring about you know the kingdom of glory of God you know I'm sure we we we've all heard that story before but in certain translations of the New Testament when Jesus is giving his uh, you know introduced and uh, during his baptism there's that there's the point parts where God said, this is my son, uh, Jesus, the elect. That's, that's, it's that same kind of language about who the elect is referring to. So there's a lot of those kinds of references, you know, like in a sense, in a sense, consider Enoch to be, uh, like a Jesus figure later on. And, and so I, I've, recently, I've kind of gone through the, the first, like the three books of, of Enoch, uh, in a very loose sense. Um, and it, in the, the second book is just kind of more commentary, but it's not that the third book is actually like a direct sequel, like a direct continuation of the first book. And Enoch is transfigured into, the, into an archangel known as Metatron. Metatron is second only to God. And so he's, he's like, you know, supposed to be the king shit of, of everything now. And Metatron is what the Christian would think that 
that when they say Metatron, they think of him as Jesus. Like that, like that, that part of uh, that kind of figure. <laughs> ah, the book of Enoch, even if you're sitting it with it right in front of you and read it like 50 times, there's still shit. You're going to be like, I just, it's, what? <laughs> it's boring as shit. I was listening to this thing. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I got the other book and I thought it would be a lot better. It's not. It's hard. It's harder to read. It's like, oh, uh, like 190, I'm like 197 chapters in. I'm like, oh my God. I, I've gotten three use, useful pieces of information out of this shit. Yeah. Just, it's just so everybody knows who's listening. Uh, none of the three of us are really like religious people. Like, we, I think, I know, I know Oz and I definitely find all this shit very very interesting because there's you know pieces of the biblical stories that just go off into left field and it's like why was this shit written and why did these people like legitimately believe in this stuff and that takes us down an interest path. ron i don't know as much for you but i'm guessing you do since you want to have these conversations yeah i was i mean i was <clears throat> i'm catholic i was raised catholic i went to catholic school up until uh fifth grade um you know i'm always i was I love like the stories of Catholicism. I love like the saints and everything. Um, you know, I just think it's all super, super interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm not, I'm not a really, I'm not a practicing Catholic, I guess now, like I don't go to church or anything like that, but um, you know, I, I think there's something, you know, higher than us or, you know, something out there, something, you know, you know, yeah. whether it be conventional god or right, right. the universe or just energy yeah. in itself yeah I'm, I'm i'm the same way i i don't know if that's agnosticism or not but you know yeah yeah but catholicism always i always found it fascinating just from you know the crazy stories and i, I it was it's funny because i didn't know i didn't realize until i was probably in college or older that like a lot of people like a lot of regular christians think that catholics are freaks <laughs> because we have like saints wow. and the holy spirit and stuff like that. <laughs> well and, and and for many other reasons yeah, well, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. In, in a very loose sense like I, i've i've gone through my ser- like the series of uh, a varying series of beliefs in the last 10 or 15 years and mine is probably, it's probably some kind of a culmination of stoicism and Zen to varying degrees because they, those, those ideas tend to deal more with reality as it is versus trying to make uh, your belief system line up with reality or can conform reality to your belief system, if that makes sense. And for me, I mean, for me, that's worked pretty well. Um, things don't really take you as much by surprise anymore. Like, finding out all this crazy alien shit. You know, but that was after coming from, you know, a very fundamental Christian uh, background and kind of going through this. This has been a, you know, a, a journey of the soul for me, more or less. Um, and I've spent ungodly amounts of time studying world mythologies. And there is something I have, something I've been able to find and take away from each of them. Well, yeah, I know the conversations that you and I have had over the past few years, um, there, there's a whatever, where, wherever, whoever it came from, uh, you've, you've, done, you've done quite the amount of work on this because I have picked your brain many a time and, and I cannot believe some of the shit that comes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way in a good way of course but like you know because I, I know you and i have the same like basic thought on a lot of this stuff and and let's take biblical context yeah, sure. out of this for a second because because you know you know some people have a hard time coming off of if that's real or not yeah. they just believe you know but uh it, it, not, we don't believe all of this crap we're talking about or we're gonna talk about we just like talking about it because it's very fucking interesting. And there might be bits of stuff that we do believe, but it's not a, it's just better than any other fucking entertainment we can. Yeah. And so, and yeah. And some of this shit is with, so you know? insane. Like some of the stuff that comes out of this is so insane that I couldn't even think of half, like anything half as crazy if I tried and I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, yeah. Only my whole life, man. Yeah. I know. I know the feeling. Um, All right. Well, that all being said, uh, let's uh, let's get to what I had talked about at the beginning of this about what the topic is going to be tonight, which is 
Um, that's a little introductory uh, to, to some of the reasons why we want to talk about what we're going to talk about. But that topic is uh, an advanced civilization on this planet previous to our own. Um, and did it exist? Where did they come from? Did it, did it, did it come from? Uh, there's a theory that it came from a type three civilization, which would be another civilization on another world who ended up being able to traverse space or time or both and ended up here in one way or another. And was there knowledge that they brought here? And then that knowledge was lost or at least hidden away. Yeah. And also like, I mean, <laughs> or did they evolve right here? Just like us. I mean, that could have happened a couple times. I mean, like, cause I, the, the, what I was reading up on um, that Silurian hypothesis, basically saying that, you know, things, people, whatever could have evolved just like we did now and could have lived, you know, 200,000 years in an industrial age and still everything could have been wiped out before without a trace, Um, you know, and we'd never know because of how much of a time gap there was between now and then. Because of how the universe works when (laughs) there's, you know, a million and a half people on this planet who think they know everything, but the universe has been around for billions right. and billions of years yeah. and we've been around for the, a little tiny speck of time. So yeah. how, how dare you for thinking, you know, everything. <laughs> Cause that's always going so well for us in the past. Yeah. Super well. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know how left field we want to take this, but let's, uh, more work. We're, 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 we're you want to take it, So the, the article that I, I sent, I gave you, Matt actually kind of touches on this a little bit. So, uh, not that I'm a big fan of theosophy or that I know that much about it. Helena Blavatsky um, was a co-founder of the, of the Theosophical Society. And uh, she wrote her book, The Secret, Doctor- Secret Doctrine. And this is essentially like, like one of the foundational ideas of occultism in, in the West. Anything about the, the occult or arcane arts, she probably had something to do with it. Um, so for her, she thought that the sons of God, the watchers were you know, the, the ones who brought the celestial, like celestial culture. So the one, one of the finer points of Enoch is that when the, the watchers came, they brought a lot of shit that we weren't allegedly, allegedly supposed to have, uh, like our knowledge of making weapons, um, how to predict the weather signs, uh, how to use spells, how to use herbs, like for medicine, um, taught, they taught women how to use mascara and paints on their faces to make, to beautify themselves, uh, so think like things that allegedly we weren't we weren't supposed to have for reasons. Could you imagine if that's how makeup became a thing in human culture is from aliens? Makes complete sense to me. <laughs> or, or, yeah. <laughs> Makes complete sense to me. All right. She thought that the the sons of God in Genesis one or Genesis six, because that's what that's what they're referred to in there, is that they were humanoid angels, the Sohar, which is a which is Zohar is essentially the the book of um, Jewish mysticism that, like Kabbalah, her secret doctrine portrayed the sons of God as being the teachers to the Atlanteans. So for her, the Atlanteans were like the fourth root race. There's like she has like seven root races, and uh, the Atlanteans are one of them. I could spend an entire show on the topic of Atlantis. Yeah, so that's that's about as that's about as crazy as as that gets. So she she thought that the Watchers were uh, Atlanteans. So that's as far they don't they don't mention the lost cotton of uh, Mu or Lemuria, which is a fairly more recent um, occurrence in terms of like the lore behind lost continents and shit. I'm curious if uh, Atlantis was even a continent. Um, I mean, it may have been an island, or at least it was described as an island. But uh, there's, and I know I sent you these videos. Um, but even for you, Ron, if you haven't seen it, there's this YouTube channel called Bright Insight. And this, this guy did a, a very compelling series of videos on what Atlantis may have actually been. Uh, and he, he, he did not bring up or uh, create this theory. There was a, I believe it was a South African couple um, who made a documentary back in like 2011 called like finding Atlantis or searching for Atlantis, something like that about how the eye or the eye of Africa or the, the recot structure um, or rechat structure, however it's pronounced in the Western Sahara desert is almost like the perfect candidate to have been Atlantis. Other than the fact that 
it's in the middle of the fucking Western Sahara desert in one of the most remote places on earth to a T the place has like the same dimensions as even um, like Plato described a whole bunch of shit about Atlantis, which is how we know about Atlantis. But he got all that information from a descendant of his, his name, Solon, who was the person who originally wrote about it. I don't, I don't know why we give the credit to Plato, but I guess he was the one that publicized it. Maybe made it made yeah, it. Yeah, the story that I heard theory. was that he had gotten that information from Solon, but Solon had also, had also got it from allegedly one of the survivors of Atlantis. But the story that Solon heard was already four hundred years old by that point. It was, it was something like that. Yeah. And and the time frame of that, I know the like story you're talking about. The time frame works out too to when this uh, Atlantis would have sank, which they they think now actually has a date, which would either be about twelve thousand nine hundred years ago or eleven thousand eight hundred years ago, somewhere in between there, which has become the date now for the pinpoint of the biblical flood that all pretty much cultures have. You know that story of the biblical flood. That is the time period where they think that biblical flood happened. Um, but this uh, this place in Africa in the Western Sahara, there there is a ton of evidence to su- suggest that this was Atlantis. And it, I mean, if you watch this guy's videos that he's done on it, it's very compelling. Like it is, like I am convinced that if Lan- if Atlantis did exist, that that's where it was. Um, even the Sahara, we know that the Sahara Desert was a freaking rainforest. We know that. The thing we don't know, or at least mainstream history doesn't know, archaeologists don't know, is when. When did it turn from lush forest to desert? They know it happened somewhat recently in history. They just don't know when or how. But it did. It literally went from like rainforest to desert like overnight. They just don't know how or when. So Mauritania is the country you're thinking of, I think. Yes, Mauritania. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Man, I can't recall. Were there, were there like, did they find a lot of crystalline structures around that uh, Mauritania? The the stories of Atlantis are like buildings were were built with like red and white and black rocks mm-hmm. or bricks, if you will, and those are the color of everything surrounding recot structure in a lot of places in Mauritania. Um, there's, these are some of the similarities, the, the dimensions of it. Uh, but as far as like, uh, what'd you say, crystal? Crystal formations? Like above, above or below ground? Uh, I'm, I, I, it sounds somewhat familiar. So I think that might be a thing. I could be completely off base here, but no, remember that one time we were, we were talking about this stuff in, in, in some lesser detail, but we had talked about how areas where there's a lot of you know alleged ufo activity there's more there tends to be uh, around more crystalline formations so like in sedona arizona i think there's a below ground that is like it's high in crystal density and so that's there, there's ideas that that's why you know aerial phenomena is drawn there is because of that for some reason interesting interesting oh yeah could get lost in a yeah, for sure. that one too. But yeah, that's it's super interesting. I don't know if they know shit like that about the recot structure or if anybody because nobody's fucking goes there. It's like it's so it's this huge fucking place, but it's so remote in the middle of the desert. But um, if you look at the recot structure from like satellite imagery and like Google Maps or whatever, Google Earth, I mean, you legitimately can see all the stuff that Plato explained of how atlantis was the mountains to the north what would have been huge waterfalls you can see all the water paths that there used to be rivers there in like all the geology because it's all just barren rock you know you can see it all just laid out so perfectly um another thing that you know they uh they said that atlantis had elephants there was Mm -hmm. a lot of elephants uh there the fossils of elephants have been found all over that area um the the some of the more crazy things are though is that the the mouth of Atlantis, as Plato and Solon said, opens opened to the ocean mm-hmm. to the south. Um, and if if that area were an island at that time, uh, you can see in the geology too from like satellite imagery that it looks like that there was an opening to the south, 
and all then like the concentric rings of like the you know the circle of how atlanta everybody pictures atlantis you can see it all and the the water within the rings would have been salt water but one of the things that played on salon said as well is that, that the whole entire structure of atlantis was uh the, the way they got their fresh water was there was one fresh water well in the whole thing and it was on the middle island and sure as shit in the recot structure that happens to look like atlantis and be the same exact dimensions as they described atlantis being there is one spring water well in that structure and it's in the center of it which is just another coincidence uh there's there's like so many crazy coincidences it's it, it's very hard to dispute I, I i feel it's very hard to dispute I, what everybody goes by the the major dispute of well it couldn't be atlantis because atlantis was an island and this structure is in the middle of a desert yeah on the largest continent yeah ideas i've heard about atlantis <laughs> is that it was not only an island but an empire so and that it had uh yeah. reaches kind of all over the world uh According to what I've heard, and, I, and again, I couldn't really source this because I've over time I've heard so much about it that the idea it just kept, all kind of bl uh, blurs. But that uh, it was a something just shy of a global empire, and that that might give some some credence or some explanation of why there are so many period like uh, your idea of so many period uh, pyramids being kind of all over the planet and not really us not really knowing what they are or how they got there. Or not remembering. Yeah, that, that yeah, not remembering. I think, uh, I think you're spot on with not remembering. Then I'm, I'm not even going to say I don't think Atlantis was an advanced civilization to us. I think Atlantis was essentially the same civilization as us. I think that Atlantis had either passed down like a few little bits of either passed down knowledge or maybe an artifact of uh, that that had some sort of advanced you know mm. something to it but that there was civilizations previous to them even maybe like going back like a thousand or two thousand years that or or longer than that shit maybe even longer than that um that had more advanced stuff like if 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 an advanced culture lived on this planet you know that in that time frame and came from somewhere else, uh, how many people within that civilization would have the knowledge of their advanced technology? Hard to say. But it probably wouldn't be a lot of No, them. Not, not to the extent that, that people have to... It'd be, I would imagine it being something along the lines of people who have like the, the actual knowledge of technology that we have today. But I mean, think about that for a second. That's not really, the, that's not really yeah, that, that many. There's not a lot of us who, who know... Like, how, how many people on this planet know a lot about quantum physics not a ton it's it's a, a ton. outliers at best and, that, and that's and that's probably at the forefront of like our understanding of the universe or the world or, or, or ourselves even currently i'd say quantum physics is in that realm of being like you know touching the unknown the most more than mm -hmm. anything else there was uh something that came to my mind when you were talking about people that are from uh, who may have been around during Atlantis, um, there's a guy named Bradford Keeney. Apparently, he is a he's um, kind of like an anthropologist, I think. But he he wrote a book that I've got called uh, it was like Christian Shamanism. But he's done a handful of other books. But he essentially he wrote he has this one book. Can't remember what the name of it is. But it, essentially, that he went he found this tribe in Africa, and I want to say they're called the Kalahari, that goes back 10 or 15,000 years, something like that. And apparently they have like the original secrets of, like they have some knowledge of Atlantis. And yeah, they, and they, they remember the true way to God. Because apparently, apparently at one point in Atlantis, according to what I've heard, and don't, I'm not taking this, I'm not saying this very well, or taking it seriously, but I've heard that at one point there was a, they had a, in terms of Lance's religion, they had like a true connection, like a true divine connection without, with the higher power, if you will. And it was kind of available to everybody. And Interesting. at some point the priesthood started 
fighting and vying for power. And that's kind of how Atlantis fell and shattered and kind of became something of a legend. Um, again, don't know that that's, uh, that's factual, but that's a myth I've heard. Well, you know, it's, I, that's kind of interesting because like, if you think of that in terms of like Nikola Tesla and how he wanted to give everyone like free energy, and and some of the theories that are thought that the the pyramids or or all pyramids on, on some level may have been like power yeah plants. like the zero point energy yeah uh, that that thought would kind of go along with those kind of theories a little bit if you if you you know get what yeah I'm like uh, being able to tap into the quantum field or is that is that kind of like along, along the lines of what you're thinking yeah that or just you know just having power or being tapped in with the gods like you said or knowing the gods you know maybe maybe that's just an energy you know true there was a there's a book by lynn mctaggart it's called the field and it actually talks about about that about zero point energy it goes to the it goes into varying examples basically citing like the the mk ultra experiments that the the cia was doing with the art alongside the army and how those um they were like looking for like doing open scouting for psychics and seers and things like that trying to figuring out figure out how remote viewing worked or astral projection or how whatever you want to refer, refer to it as but she towards the very end of the book she's talking about people in hospitals and how they like types of healers that came in so they apparently had a couple shaman come in they had a kabbalist come in so basically a a, a jewish mystic who performed healing um some some christians some reiki uh practitioners reiki masters and what they found was with their measurements, and I don't know what type of process they were using for the, the control of the group or whatever, how they were doing, measuring their statistics, but apparently it didn't matter to what entity they were praying to, whether it was Jesus, whether it was just God, what, what have you. It was, it kind of ended up being the same result. They were still having the same results, regardless of what entity or what deity the people were praying to. <laughs> hence why i am not a conventional religious guy. amen uh, yeah like if you want to get spiritual about it hey you know the the universe is made up with a large amount of energy and that's that's not just a theory that's that's fact so you know maybe all this shit is fucking connected in some way and it it needs energy from this source and this source here and there and sends it to here and there and physical you know, this, what we're, you know, the meat bag that we're all currently sitting yeah, in. the meat sack. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to enjoy the taste while I'm here. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> the divine skin suit. You know, this, this fucking, they might need, yeah, this, this, the fucking suit falls to the floor. They might need, they might need the energy for something. Put it somewhere oh. else, yeah. It's it's like it's it's kind of like God if yeah. you think about it, well, but but it, way less fucking culty. When you're talking about Atlantis, though, isn't like so, like when when I when I was reading up on like ancient, um, advanced civilizations, Atlantis is still way more recent than kind of some of the theories on, you know, some advanced and where we're talking like a hundred million years ago for some of this stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So do you think do you think it more feasible that if something like that existed that they came from another place or they just kind of evolved from here and if they came from somewhere where did they go what happened to them Yeah no there's a uh, there's a part in this article that thinks that where Sitchin was talking he thinks that they came from the planet Nibiru or uh, Marduk which is also like one of the, it was one of the names of uh, one of the Babylonian gods, and it was like it's the it was one of the gods that in the Old Testament that Yahweh was constantly having fights with. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, and for for anybody out there who who uh, yeah has heard the term Nibiru before, if you remember, not too long ago in the past, a lot of people thought the world was coming to an end in 2012 because of the Mayan calendar. Uh, that those dates coincided with the Sumerian cuneiform text that Zachariah Sitchin's work said that Nibiru was the planet where the Anunnaki came from, which were the kind of the people from the Book of Enoch. Same same kind of thought. Um, 
and uh, that's what was coming back here in 2012 and was going to ruin the world. There was a, there was a lot of people who were prescribing to this uh, to this this thought, but uh, that's uh, if you if you thought Nibiru sounded familiar, that's that's why. Yeah, just add that to the uh, the, the ungodly amount of failed apocalypses that have uh, you know have passed in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's crazy because it's like it's everybody thinks that the world's going to come to an end in their lifetime. The the truth is none of us are that cool or that interesting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the world is going to come to an end in our lifetime when we die. Yes, that's that's also yeah, true. Our world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the world that revolves around each and every one of us is going to die. I think a hundred million years ago there were lizard people. <laughs> And I think some of them carried on today yeah. and are running Maybe. the governments around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that Maybe that's what the dinosaurs were. Oh, like the draconians. That's that's another thing that that um, not to get too political, but that's just kind of like what I hear on the on the day-to-day basis is, is that some of the Matt, when you and I talked about, about this, is that how a lot of the conspiracy, like uh, in some of the the more right leaning religious people in this country, like they've kind of resorted to following like the new age ideas of the new world order and the elites, like being secretly being lizard people, and that th- this is all yeah. going to bring about the end, like the second coming of Christ, as if this would be the thing that'd be cool enough for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this fucking place, really. <laughs> you guys think that this is where it's going to happen? What's, what's, in, what's insane to me is that um, the word Satan, as we know, S-A-T-A-N, uh, Satan is actually a word that meant adversary. It doesn't, and it just kind of, the common colloquialism as, of it just can refer to as, you know, Lucifer or, you know, the devil, what have you. Um, it's not even, it's like, that's not even like the right ter- terminology. And so it, it just, that, it, it kind of gets glossed over and demon, like, as we commonly refer to them, it actually comes from a Greek word meaning um, daimon, D-A-E-M-O-N. And that that was just a general term that meant spirit, like entity or God. Like it didn't necessarily mean a bad one. It could have been good, bad, or indifferent. So like the the, the use of these terms always blows my blows my mind sometimes. It's, it's just like, I mean, do, do we not really look into this that much? And evidently I'm, I'm an outlier because I looked into this and I, I suddenly like look at the world around me differently. Like, am I, am I really that crazy? No, not really. I tend to get by just fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, just find entertainment. In different oh places. yeah. Um, oh, there's also ideas <laughs> of man. I wonder. I don't think we've ever talked about this one. How uh, it's thought that that maybe maybe humans came from Venus or from Mars. Yeah, I I kind of uh, have a fun theory about the whole mars thing um uh well i mean and i'm not the only person with mars theories uh but i i I think there may have been something on mars you know millions of years ago or or something living or a civilization that may have come here that was kind of why i brought this whole thing up again with because like the theory that there was a civilization on mars millions of years ago and they ruined themselves and destroyed themselves and left the planet and came here because this planet was habitable in the same terms their planet was habitable. Um, but my theory dives into something even a little more strange, and a little bit more fun. And it's just a theory. It's not something I actually believe in. It's just a theory, but I find it fun. The, uh, so, all right. Did you ever see that movie, John Carter? Yeah, I think so. It's been, it's been, yeah, it's been right, a long so time, that, but yeah, I think so. So Disney finally made a high dollar production movie of the Princess of Mars series, which was um, an Edgar Rice Burroughs series of science fiction back from the early 1900s. So basically, I think it actually started in the late 1800s, like maybe like 1890 yeah. something, stretch, stretching it when the novels came out. There were stories previous to that, but stretching through, um, and I could be wrong about the 1800s, but whatever, super early 1900s, like 1910, let's around that um he wrote this series of books called the princess of mars and then he ended up writing 10 books uh his son wrote one the 10th one 
that everybody hated so much that he he had to write an 11th just to give it a better ending that's <laughs> it's kind of a funny story <laughs> but but yeah but if you recognize the name edgar rice burroughs that's the dude that wrote all the tarzan okay. stuff yeah. as well but that the tarzan stuff came after the princess of mars stuff well all right so this dude right edgar rice burroughs uh before he became famous in the early 1900s for writing science fiction he was a fucking cobbler like a shoe repairer Yes, when that profession still was a thing that was like big time. Yeah. You know, in his day, if you were a cobbler, you made a decent yeah. amount of money. Um, so this guy who had been a cobbler for like 15 years or something comes out with this science fiction novel called The Princess of Mars. I th- I'm pretty sure that's what the first one was called. Uh, he had... these stories had been being published in like magazine type things previous to them being turned into novels and for quite a while as well it it was just um so these stories had kind of been told a little bit in a different fashion but uh some people surrounding him because he was having a lot of success with them uh said hey you should put this in novel form and when he finally put it in novel form in 1910 i believe uh, it became wildly wildly popular so these science fiction stories are what started essentially all science fiction on the planet today as we know it. Most people, there was, there was nothing like this ever written. There was some science fiction type stuff previous to it, but nothing like this. Like this guy created like, he, he knew like physics about what, kind of what happened to human beings if they went to mars he he created separate races with their own languages and created the languages kind of like gerald tolkien did with you know that world uh he created this all of this shit from like nothing like he was a cobbler and yeah and and like part of the whole story is that like his uncle who fought in the civil war stumbled upon this cave in like arizona i think or new mexico and came in came in like contact with these beings called the thern who were kind of like shapeshifters but they were able to like traverse time and space using these like handheld machines that were based off of sound or frequency and uh, would traverse people from one planet to another within the solar system or elsewhere in the galaxy and it was just these very original mm-hmm. thoughts for the time uh, and so my theory is that maybe these are not exactly fictional stories. Maybe some of this was true. And, and a lot of it was, and it was all based around Mars and going back and forth between earth and Mars. And it wasn't just in, in space. It was in time too. So it was like kind of time mm-hmm. travel and, and the civilization on Mars had destroyed itself with kind of like nuclear weapons. And they were towards the end of their civilization. And there was this big war between these two cities that were left on the planet. And this guy, John Carter from Virginia, actually, in his adventures there. I don't know if you've seen the movie that Disney kind of trying to put the first like three novels into one movie. But it it was a really great movie. But um, the whole movie got ousted by Hollywood. And there's even a fucking theory behind that that's kind of fucked up. There's an ex-CIA agent who wrote a book called the like uh, John Carter, the Princess of Mars in Hollywood or something like that. And it's about the whole like suppression of this movie throughout the media by the cia in hollywood and the guy used to work for the cia he wrote this whole novel about it it's weird why why would an ex-cia agent write a novel about the suppression of a fucking weird movie that that's good and surprising <laughs> it, it's it, it, it's a yeah it's super interesting it's a fun theory i don't believe in any of it but it's just like i just kept reading about it and going down this fucking rabbit hole and i was like what the fuck this is weird like this is super weird that is very interesting I have not heard. I have not heard that. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I've talked about this with a few different people. It appears that not a ton of people have heard about this. Uh, but I, I wrote a big thing about it on Reddit one day just to get me, like, see see if I could start a conversation, and and I did because there was a lot of people on there who were like, "Wow, we've never heard this one before." I was like, "I I, I didn't create it." I heard it a while back and read some stuff about it, but I can't find much on it, but it's just a theory, you know, it's dumb. 
people people were like this is a really well put together like well thought out theory it's probably not true but it's super interesting i know that's basically just the same thing you guys just said <laughs> with well, all the stuff going on like and now with like the ufo sightings i think it's becoming less of a it's more of a mainstream thing to have kind of theories like that now or less less insane i think um and it's it's definitely making yeah. me reconsider a lot of things because I don't know, man. Thing, things are just things are so weird right now that it's like there's a part of me for some reason thinks there's just something bigger going on right outside of where we could see and notice. Um, and that, you know, we're going to find out soon maybe what that yeah. thing is. And I don't know. It, it just seems like there's something there's like an anxiety to me in the it, world order that I'm kind of I don't know. I don't even know how to put it in words, but I kind of know what you're saying because uh, I feel the same way. I, my right. hope is is that that's not just all a distraction that we're supposed <laughs> to feel that and it's yeah. fucking pushing us away from like what the real issues are. Ron, I'm I'm with you on that one, and like I don't have anything of my own to plug other than my insanity, but uh, for my my, insane, my un- uncanny ability to find this weird shit, but. I mean, I've listened to, been listening to like just a ton of podcasts about similar, similar stuff. And like, I listened to Confessions with Tony Merkel and there's been a lot of folks that have been having like some, you know, paranormal experiences and some crazy shit happening, like within, since the start of last year. So like, there's been some unusual thing kind of happening, like on, like in the world where this kind of activity has kind of escalated. And, you know, I'm, I'm an acknowledger. I don't really have anything that, that crazy aside from like my own synchronicities with finding, finding this kind of shit. But, um, you know, I don't have any that unusual experiences. Like I had this one experience out in area 51 where, um, it was unusual, but it was more like I was sleeping in the car and I heard like this, I was like half asleep and I thought I was having a dream where I just kept hearing this voice that repeated demons and, I kind of like woke up for a second, looked around the car just to be sure that there was nothing out. Cause like we were parked off of the extraterrestrial highway right there in Rachel, like Nevada, just outside the base. And so cars would drive by in the middle of the night and you'd like wake up and hear them. And uh, so I went back to sleep and I heard it again. And just, this voice, I kept repeating demons. And I'm like, okay, well, what kind? And then there was not like, I didn't hear anything after that. I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah, if there's something out there, you can fuck off. So, so that that's been my, the most unusual experience I've had, um, and I just chalk, chalk it up to just being tired and like kind of amped because like we're we're in this like insane area where like all kinds of crazy shit's alleged to have happened. But there's a lot of folks out there that have these kind of these really crazy experiences, like haunting and par- like uh, seeing shadow people and black eyed kids and like all this this really unusual stuff. So it's I think these things are possible. But, but I personally haven't experienced them like without uh, talking myself in circles. Like I think that there's some kind of, exp- there might be some possible, plausible explanation to these, uh, the escalation of these things, but um, yeah, but I also think there's probably more going on than we're probably aware of. There's, there's somewhat always a plausible explanation for a lot of these things. Um, you know, some, some, some of those plausible explanations are, way too fucking simple for something that is really complicated mm-hmm. i think that makes people like us be like well yeah let's look into this a little bit more to make sure that that's not really what what it is um but some sometimes there's not plausible explanations for things and you know and that's when shit gets real fucking weird and i, I you know that's why we're sitting here right now talking about them uh i i'm surprised that you've never had any sort of experience like other than the one that you just, cause I, I, I feel like things are a little bit more commonplace, you know, uh, I don't know if it's amongst this crowd or amongst, I mean, I've had a few, um, have we touched on that before, Ron? Uh, <laughs> but I think we talked about the one where you were, um, either abducted that- or, um, Oh, well, that, oh, okay. Well, that, please. Yeah. I, I, no. <laughs> you've, no, you've heard Have this I? story before. So, I, all right. I, yes. I, I wasn't 
abducted by aliens, or was I? Or were you? Uh, <laughs> who are you trying to? Or did a homeless person come into your house? <laughs> Dad, who are you trying to convince, us or you? I I don't know what the fuck happened. I I have no idea. I have I have other things that have happened to me in life that are way more fucked up than than this. Uh, but I, it's the thing with the three dots on my foot. I know I told you about this. Ron's heard it. Yeah. The podcast has heard it before. <laughs> I, 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 you have to have what been episode, what in episode? a room when I was having a I, I can probably tell you com- probably no. what the episode is. It's early on. It was uh, early on. Tell the story. All right. All right. Fine. Uh, okay. So I fucking woke up this one morning in my living room. I slept. You can't see the chair right now, but I slept in that chair right. right over there. And there was this fucking little triangular shaped three dot thing on my foot. I have a picture of it. If you want to see it, I'll show it to you next time we're yeah. together. But it's like it was this tiny little triangle. It was three dots in a perfect triangle, and it wasn't like a, it didn't hurt. It didn't. It wasn't like a scab. It was just these three little dots. It was like I woke up and like it was on my foot. Plain as day on the top, top of my foot by my pinky toe. I was like, what the fuck is that? So I like, you know, looked at it and kind of scratched at it. Wasn't a scab. I was like, what the fuck is that? Uh, I've never seen anything like that on my body ever. So I Googled three dot wound tri- or three dot triangle shaped wound. And that was probably the worst mistake of my entire life. <laughs> because I wasn't didn't the, wasn't think... the scope on the predator's gun three dots. Yes, yes, it was. Well, it was like, but it was like three. Well, it was, it was like okay. lines. It was like two. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. This is not the same. But Google, because I, as I was typing it, I was like, oh my god, this shit's probably going to tell me that I was abducted by aliens. And oh my god, all Google was about for the rest of the day with me was telling me that I got abducted by aliens. I'm not shitting. Do not never, or just. Uh, or and whatever. how's that make you? How's that make guys, you feel? Uh, well, fucking dumber than I am. I at least know that. I may not be a smart man, but I'm not that dumb. <laughs> but Google tried to convince me that I was abducted by aliens. So, okay. after laughing a bunch, with that in mind. Uh, I went on with my day and was like, ah, fuck you, Google. I figured that's what you were going to tell me. So two nights, I think it was later, maybe a week later. No, no, no. It was the next night. Yeah, because there was a third instance. So there's the next night. So that happened. And not that night that that happened, but the next night. Um, I had what I can only describe as my one and only sleep paralysis experience I've ever had. It was either, it was a lucid dream or sleep paralysis or something. So there was, uh, I, I essentially understood that I was dreaming. Um, and, and I don't know that, you know, more so than anything else, this is probably my mind being overactive from the three dots that were on my foot and trying to figure out what it is. And the internet telling me all day long that it was, I was abducted by aliens. Um, <laughs> yeah, I see the smile on Ron's face right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's most likely, you know, the most likely scenario, right? That an overactive mind, you know, dreaming, but whatever, it was a lucid dream nonetheless, because I understood that I was dreaming and I was laying in my chair and I couldn't move. Right. So even as I'm lucid dreaming, I very vividly remember in my own mind being like, Oh shit, Matt, this is either a really, really lucid dream or you're having your first sleep paralysis experience because you can't move. I'm really unsure of which one it is. Uh, So my front door has like three windows in it. And uh, shortly after that, I saw this like light out the windows of my front door because I was in the chair in my living room and it was like purplish and goldish. And then it came closer to the door I watched the fucking deadbolt unlock from the, you know, and then the door opened and there was this like floating thing, right? Again, lucid dream. 
but it was a floating humanoid shaped thing that floated over to me, hovered over top of me and then bowed its head in. And it was like this weird triangle shaped thing, kind of looked like an anteater almost. It was like real jumbled up until it got close to me. I remember all this very, very vividly. And it like bowed its head. And when it bowed its head, like close to me, the head became like unlike scrambled and looked like a thing, which was like kind of almost like an anteater. And it was trying to like insert something in my mouth, kind of like the face huggers from Alien. And I kept trying to lift my arm real slow and it would push my arm down. And that was about all I could do. And I was like trying real hard. And then everything went black when it did its job. And, and it was some time before I woke up. It didn't, I didn't like instantly wake up right then. I just remember everything going black. And then like when I woke up, I woke up being like, oh fuck. But it felt like some time later. Uh, so yeah, probably just a fucking weird lucid dream based off of the internet telling me that I have three dots on my foot because I was abducted by an alien, right? You know, it's a weird fucking dream. Then cut to like a few weeks later, two or three weeks later, slaying in bed with my girlfriend. Um, it was like we had woken up. So it's like maybe three or 4 a.m. And we had woken up when we were kind of talking a little bit. And there was human footsteps on the roof above my bedroom on the roof of yeah. the house a, a fucking human walked across my roof now and it, it it bothered me so much that i got up and ran to the fucking living room to look out the window off the back side of my house because it was like doom 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 and like nobody could have gotten up there and this wouldn't even really be relevant other than it was just close to this time frame of this story but that was another weird thing that happened there was human and we both heard it um, nothing could have gotten up there, not without a, putting a ladder up the side of my house that I would have heard because that's my bedroom or getting on the deck that's outside the windows there. Like you walk across the deck out there and people know you can hear it it's super easy. It makes the whole house shake. Like it's a I mean, because people do parkour, so they can't, some people can, you know, get up on high places. Yeah, but there's like nothing to parkour off of. Like it's just bushes and house <laughs> and a deck. But like, again, there's, I have this like metal structure on my deck and you can't walk. It, the deck's old. It needs to be like replaced yeah. and repaired. It's functional, but like you walk across the deck outside and like the whole house shakes, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you hear the metal structure move and stuff. Uh, but regardless, um, you know, is it possible that a college kid, ran across my fucking roof yeah it's possible uh but it just weird timing yeah you know uh as for your your dream paralysis story uh your sleep paralysis uh i may have some insights into that for you i just don't know that you want to hear them because it no, gets no, no. it gets fucking stupid whatever no please tell me there are male and female devils devils or demons called incubi and sakibai you bet you might have heard them and yeah yeah <clears throat> They are uh, devils who engage in sexual sexual intercourse with humans. We're thought by medieval theologians to seek damnation of souls. Makes sense, um, but they didn't think that uh, they were either fallen angels nor spirits, but they were corporeal, uh, corporeal beings. They were created midway between angels and humans, so kind of like uh, superhumans, probably. But their you know their life expectancy was far greater than ours. Um, so I got I got face raped by a superhuman angel. Uh, yes. Well, it's, it seems that depending on what it was, I, I would imagine that if you were, um, since you're a guy, it was probably a sucky blood, but the, what, what incubuses will do is that they'll actually collect the, um, procreative matter from a biological father. So it could be possible mm. that they were trying to, you know, take your uh, procreative, you know, uh, your key, if you will, uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, use it for their, for, use it for yeah. their, use it for their purposes. I prefer my my key lime pot. That's fine. That. You know what? It, what so, so somewhere out there, there's a Matt Demon spawn. That is a terrifying thought, but yes, that is, that, that might that might yes. be accurate. That's fucking super oh. terrifying. <laughs> oh my god, it's so terrifying. I don't know if that really helps your situation at all, but I, I did say I had insights. I didn't say they were good ones. <laughs>
Well, for anybody who has lasted this long tonight, if you have managed to last this long tonight, uh, Oz is going to come back on, like we said earlier, uh, again and again and yes. again over the next uh, forever. And uh, <laughs> uh, and him and I have talked about a topic that uh, we want to talk about, I think, for the next episode. Uh, and that is the it's about death mostly because uh, him and I are both obsessed with death. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a lot, uh, a lot of commentary on, on that. And so we'll go into, Sweet. we'll go into some, I actually know more about that than I do about, well, about the aliens and shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Or what we were talking about tonight or whatever. Uh, That's cool. Which is, you know, we left it up in the air, which is mostly what it's. It would also be cool if we could do like a demon episode in October. Oh Something. yeah. All right, guys. Awesome, I'll let you go and thank you very much for having me on and uh looking forward to next time. Yep. Hell yeah, man. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it's of great meeting you thank too. You. Yeah. Take care, guys. Have a yeah. good night. Thanks. All right, man. All right, later. Later. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on, man.